0: Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Yeah. To worship you. We live to worship you. To worship you. We live to worship you. To worship you. We live. To worship you is to live. In you we live and move and have our being. Yes, yes,
1: yes, Lord. Yes, yes, yes,
0: It's not outside of you that we have our identity. It's in you. Glory to God in the highest. Oh, my lips will praise you. And give you reverence. Thank you, Jesus, for being our example when John, your cousin, you heard that he had been beheaded. That's not a good day. But you worshiped.
2: Yes, yes, yes. And even yes, as our apostle yes. was
0: saying, no, it doesn't feel good. And her flesh wants to dominate, but she has made the decision, no. Her spirit will worship
2: That's right. Oh, yeah. and yes. everything else will come We're into alignment we've oh, all right. had yes, to make yes, that yes, yes. Yes. we
0: make that decision on yes. a regular yes. basis yes. I die daily but I live in you, thank you Lord. and I thank you so much every time I hear of somebody with the same surname as me <sighs> oh God my God how do you say it oh Lord our Lord how majestic yes. is your name yes. in all the earth. Yes, Lord. And we release to Apostle Cal, to Apostle Baker, yes. to all yes. of the apostles that yes. had a yes. great yes. love, have yes. a great love for yes. Apostle Dorothy yes. Lee. Yes. The peace that passes understanding. Oh, I know they're strong. I know that they fight. I know that they're valiant. And I also know that as long as they are in this earth, they have minds, wills, and emotions. That's right. Not just that they choose to submit them to you, but we release blessing and peace over them, over their human emotions. That you hug them today, that you touch their hearts today and let them know you love them, that you comfort them with the comfort that we have been given by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that the tears do fall because this woman deserved it. And we do weep with those that weep we rejoice with those that rejoice, but I think it's a great honor to be able to weep for somebody that has been a life changer in the world. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, yes. She didn't do crazy music and do this and that and be famous in Hollywood, and she wasn't lauded and applauded by the people of this world. But I know that there was great applause as she entered yes. into the yes. kingdom today. Yes, Lord. I know yes. that they applauded her yes. as she was yes. led forward yes. before you. I know this. <laughs> By the power of her testimony that she died daily before you. And so we worship you for the example that is here. And we choose to honor her name this morning before you and honor you that one of yours, one of yours, one of yours, yours. she took a hit that was not deserved.
1: Oh God,
0: but the power that will come forth from this will be such that it will cause once again the principalities and powers to fail or to recognize they never should have done it.
2: Hallelujah.
0: But since they did, there is an answer from the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul and all that is within me everything within me every human failing every fear, every hurt every torment, every doubt every everything that I have whether it be on the rejoicing side or the the mourning side I yield it and submit it to you you, you, every bit of sadness (laughs) self pity and (laughs) sorrow and I do not give place to the spirit of grief glory to you Jesus
2: Glory Glory Jesus. Jesus. But we
0: respond Glory. that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Glory. Yes. Glory. The joy the yes. Lord yes. is our strength.
1: Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Hallelujah. But thank Hallelujah. you for the honor
0: to be able to weep. Glory thank you for the honor to be able to, those that can remember. And even in the moments that she touched our lives here in Astounding Love, yes. we give honor to God and yes. pay tribute yes. to Apostle Dore and we thank you for her life we thank you for her book that her voice will continue to speak in the end. and that this book it will reach those that need to hear what is being said that shall not perish but it shall continue on she has left us a legacy and we honor her by taking it and receiving it in the name of thank you, Yeshua hallelujah hallelujah glory to Jesus Thank you, Father. You know, there's a scripture, it was really speaking of Mary Magdalene. And it was when she came to prepare Jesus for his burial, he said. It's in, it's a couple of places, but Matthew 26, verse 13 is one of them. And he said, Verily I say unto you, wherever, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, shall also this, that this woman hath done what she has done, it will be told for a memorial of her. And that's also found in Mark fourteen nine. 9. Wher- wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial for her. And he was speaking of the woman perfuming his feet and so forth and, and weeping over him. But he said that it would be a memorial. It would be a remembrance. It should be a reminder, a record. It's a record of things that we have done and so it is good morning to everyone and to those that are there um, on the live media streams and so it is that we are creating records I was thinking about it the other day when I got word that my uh, brother-in-law's father had passed, my brother Gary but it's law only because he and my sister are married and I have to say it that way and um, I started thinking about the tributes and the words that were being spoken over, over Mr. Patton. And he, I didn't know him very well, but I knew him very well because of his children. You see, he, his legacy is record, a memorial of who he is. It was reflected in the qualities of his children that upheld his integrity and his strength and his humor. He created a work ethic in his sons that the majority of them took. He trained them early. They learned as little lads how to do plumbing, which uh, uh, is, not, I don't think any of them took in, went into the business that their father had started, but, but they all, whether they uh, worked different jobs or not, they all know how to fix a, a clog and, and do certain things because their father made sure he instilled skills in them and so their lives and, and certain, the training that they had for integrity and for um, walking upright, it's a memorial to their father that it continues. I remember listening to my nephews. They were probably uh, two, four, and six, or one, three, and five. They were somewhere around there. Whenever, however, they were maybe a little older. When my sister and her husband were moving to Manteca, And so they were doing all these different things and moving stuff and so Gary their dad was moving stuff and I I was in the car with the three boys sitting in the back. And I was listening to them talk to each other, it's very, it's a lot of fun to listen to children (laughs) talk to each other. Because they have their whole world and they are having meetings and doing things, you know. And so there they were and they were talking, it's like what's dad doing, you know, oh he's moving this thing, I like watching dad. That's dad. And it was just, oh, dad, dad, dad. And I thought to myself, well, look, at, dad's got muscles. Dad, dude, dad can lift that. Dad's strong. You know, it was this wonderful admiration for their daddy. I like to do that with God. Yeah. My father did that. Oh, well, look at this beautiful sunset. Yes, my father, he did that this is happening at this. Yes, my daddy did that. My daddy is strong. My daddy is good. My daddy is loving. My daddy is powerful. There was a, 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 a situation, an accident, and, and, and the total minister hour. My brother Alfred's car, yes, but my daddy had it so that even when the airbag deployed, he felt like he was in a cloud. My daddy did that. My daddy did that. Every time a family member shows up when they're supposed to show up or uh, things get accomplished or a bill gets paid, my daddy did that. My daddy is strong. My daddy is good. My daddy is wise. And every time I follow after and obey his instructions, it's a memorial, a record, that I was raised right. My daddy did that.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: This is a carryover of uh, what we started talking about last week. Not to touch His glory. You know, it doesn't cost anything except maybe pride to give glory to God instead of taking credit. <laughs> you see, oh, yes. uh, we're going to come out of uh, I think the Book of Acts, but I, I want to. Something happened on Wednesday, and wow. I think some of y'all watched the program. <laughs> it's good to see you. Um, Wednesday night, we was a part of the of the uh, teaching where there was a, an admonition from the Holy Spirit because I had asked him, "Well, what do you want to talk about?" And I had joked that I was here in makeup, actually, I was sitting in my white chair in my room, office room. And I was kicked back with my head. You know, my eyes were closed. I don't know. I don't think it was from, maybe it was when Crystal it was doing my hair. But um, and I said, "Well, what what do you want to talk about tonight?" And the Holy Spirit said, "I want to talk about patterns." And so we talked about patterns. But then there was another thing that was said. where well, It was just an admonition, questions, a series of questions. Can you put that up? And um, Frederick, I, I I reheard the the broadcast and. One of the things I guess I had said is I, I'd like people to respond to it or if this could be written or something that I said, and thank you to Frederick Johnson in New York because he he got, went on ahead and, and got that part transcribed and he sent it to me. And so what he sent me was the questions that I asked and I took them and just said, well, I guess I will go ahead and start blogging again and so I put them up. So go on down, that was the picture from Wednesday and come a, back a little. Yeah, to the top of it. Okay. So, what this says, it tells you that the dialogue that is here, I want to have this as a part of our foundation for what we discussed today. It says that the dialogue that follows is an edited and slightly modified excerpt, because I rewrote, cleaned up the language, uh, from my online program, Kingdom Conversations Prophetic and Supernatural Encounters with the Word of God. Okay, I see the title. I believe this is relevant for personal years end evaluation and I pray that it provokes and inspires you. And so this is what the conversation was. What eternal value does God put on my devaluation of others? And the answer, of course, is nothing. Because I was looking at and thinking to myself about what I do that has kingdom value and what I do that does not. That was where the thought came from, and I do do reviews um, more so now the scripture tells you to examine yourself and so as I started taking a look it's like what attitudes do I have that add absolutely no value if I'm annoyed with my daughter or my mother or my sister or my brother whoever and um, something they do just annoys me what value does that add to the kingdom now I'm not talking about a sin, I'm just talking about something not going my way. What value does that add? What value does it add when I speak poorly of someone and call them a, a, whatever it is, speak outside of what God has said? What value do I add to myself? When I stand before him, what is, my, what is the relevance of those words in conjunction with the calling and election? of my life. And so that's where all of this stuff was coming from. It says, as I look back over the negative or offensive conversations, confrontations, and connections I experienced in 2020, I have to ask myself, how much value does that have for me eternally? What fights have I chosen to take on that don't add to eternal value? Yeah. This is where this is coming (coughs) from. How does if offense, anger, and unforgiveness add to my maturity in the kingdom when I'm still reacting to the actions of others instead of responding? And it's a valid question, right? It's like, well, uh, well, maybe nothing, but you know, you'd have to understand, uh, you know, where I'm coming from, and you, you just have to know that that this is this was hard for me, or you know, whatever it is <laughs> that I'm thinking, but it's not true. Okay, it's not true. And so then it goes on. Let me see. It's going to be easy for me to read it from here. Oh, come on. Can you move it up, son? Okay. How does offense, anger, and unforgiveness add to my maturity in the kingdom when I'm still reacting? to the actions of others instead of responding. It does not. But the reasoning processes that I had, old patterns of thinking, that don't line up with what God said, they have to go. You see, because that's the measure. Somebody, uh, that's the measure. Does it it add up to what he said? No. Then why do you still have it? It's kind of how you throw stuff away. Did you wear this in the 80s? Yes. Then why do you still have it?
2: <laughs> <That's your reason. laughs> that was the answer.
0: Now this is a personal <laughs> self-assessment. But I say this, then then you don't need anything new. We <laughs> didn't make room for anything yet. Okay. All right. Now, this is a personal self-assessment, but I want to direct it toward you. I said, my beloved reader, I'm inviting you to join me in a quest to rid our lives of every unnecessary evil. You know, no evil is necessary. So that's kind of a really ridiculous statement. Uh, any evil, okay. But, but let's just classify it. Evil is unnecessary. It does not add to my eternal me having it in my life means that I'm going to spew it out onto others. There's no eternal value. And it's a devaluation of others. Okay, This is God's point of view. Otherwise, Jesus would have came spewing evil so that we could. But he didn't. Okay. So then the question is, as you look at your life, As you look at who you are and the way that you have interacted with or treated others, how have you personally changed the flavor of some, um, or how have you personally changed the flavor of someone's life for the better? Not just one person, but everywhere you go. Who are you? When I look in the mirror, that's a question. I am a child of God, but what does that, how do you define that? What what does that mean? Because I know, Of people that we will refer to ourselves as a child of God, but we act like we belong to the devil, like we were raised by him. And it's like, no, there's more to it than just saying, I am a child of God. I am an obedient child of God. I am a manifesting child of God. I am a living, thriving child of God. I am an effective child of God. You see, I am a, I am, I'm, I'm a, I'm a child that stands for what my father says. I am a reflection of Praise my father's Jesus. God.
2: Adore, Adore. you
0: see what I mean? There's so many choices. So many choices. So who are you? Who are you? You know, you go someplace and they have never met you. Who are you? And you are... Or however it is that they phrase it. If somebody walked in here, um, a new face or something, we would, oh hi, my name is so and so, and we're waiting. And you are? Who are you? Who who did you? If you know, if they come in dressed in a way different from the way everybody else in here is dressed, either better than or less than, then. What are you thinking about them? What's your assessment of them before they come? You know, when they come in, when you first see somebody, what is your overall impression of them? Um, women would remember in old days, you know, if 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 you met a man in a club, not not in this generation, different generation, and he came very well dressed, except he had on tennis shoes. He was a strike. He lost out because of the shoes. Because the shoes indicate he has places to run. (laughs)
1: That's a good one.
0: Why he needs to run, I don't know. But if he's wearing tennis shoes in a club, then he's used to having to leave quick. And that's not going to be good for you. You Especially if you have those stupid high heels, stiletto type of heels, or something like that. But we had. An internal judgment, sometimes you learned it from your friends, you did learn it from your friends, because I had no no um, metron, no meters or grid for any of that, but I learned from my friends, oh no, not that, oh no, not this, oh now that, that doesn't suit us, this is who we are, and you get that team pride that determines this is the kind of uh, ragamuffins we are, because we weren't in there for good, okay? But we are a higher class of ragamuffin than the lower class of ragamuffin, okay? And, and the, you know, there's the ragamuffins, the do-nothings, the say-nothings, the hear-nothings, the got-nothings. It's, it's a whole bunch of nothings, okay? But you had your measure. You do the same thing when you go to restaurants, mm-mm, no, that ba- you go find a good restaurant, go to the bathroom. What does the bathroom look like? Because the staff goes in there too. If this is nasty and i 'm holding my breath this is not a good place to eat i've been places with i 'm gonna coffee with my mom or who we go and go into the bathroom it's like no we 're not eating here thank you we 're going to go on because you're assessing you have a standard of cleanliness a standard of hygiene a standard of quality that we assess others, do they meet it, measure up to it, do, are they above it, which gives me an opportunity to step up or are they below it? And the problem we've had is when they're below it, we say so therefore they're to step on instead of to raise up. My
1: God.
0: My God. My God. My God. So it's not <laughs> so it's not adding eternal value. Appreciate- you see, when we started in ministry, we cleaned toilets and did things because we needed to raise the money to pay for our paperwork to be filed at the state of California. So we met on, uh, I think it was for a month or maybe two months on Friday nights and it was over on the other side of town and we cleaned a real estate office where my mom, it wasn't Dr. Baker then, but my mom was working. And this particular person was very, very pro-America, eagles and flags. and. All kinds of tchotchkes and knickknacks about America, and we are cleaning everything. Um, it was a beautiful place to clean, and we had to, we cleaned the toilets, we cleaned the office, we dusted, we I mean, dusted all of those things and the, the tops and so forth and so on. And this was our beginning of ministry, and it was a lot of fun. You know, we get together, take us about an hour, hour and a half, and I mean, there were four of us. There were four of us. It was. Uh, my mom myself Daniel um, my um, daughter's daddy and Barry and um, I'm I'm on purpose not mentioning last names right now but we got in there and we met up every Friday and we earned our uh, she told us we got a hundred dollars or whatever it was we got and so at the time it was March fong I think it was, uh, that we had to, uh, uh, what is March Fong Wu, Is that sound right? You. You, March okay. Fong.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We sent that money, because she said, well, let's send March Fong you the money. <laughs> so we sent it forward, and that's how we began with the paperwork in the ministry. So when we say from the ground up, we really mean from the ground up, because we cleaned those floors, too. I mean, we, we did all of that. Um, and we learned the value of a dollar. We learned the value of working in the ministry that you do what you do to accomplish what God has called you to accomplish. And it's a great, the ministry owed us nothing. It was our joy to work to begin to get this off the ground. The ministry did not pay us. (laughs) Mr. Randazzle <laughs> paid us. We were, I said I wasn't gonna mention names, forgive me, but okay, um, but we, we worked. We, we worked as a team, and, and everybody cleaned toilets. Do you understand? The leader of the ministry led by example, and everybody cleaned, everybody scrubbed, everybody did all of these different things, and, and we didn't get paid personally but the ministry began. Are you seeing it? And it was so awesome that God had opened an opportunity for us to be able to do this, to start a ministry called More Than Enough Ministries. No church was in mind at that time. It was an evangelistical association. There was a pattern of working, laboring, going out, to learning to 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 pray to move us to learn to work together to work alongside of each other we had different functions we each had an office that we held on the board and and so forth but but you know you move aside from that when when there's work to be done we we do what we do together right and so we established a pattern that I can see was the heart of God that Continues. Now, I'm not telling you we didn't mess up here and there and zig and zag, or zig when we should have zagged and zag when we should have zigged and, and stayed straight when we should have stayed straight. And we really, the first word we got was obedience, and that just seemed to be such a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obey me, okay, well, we're not obeying, but we will get to it. We promise we'll obey, we'll obey. Do you know what obedience is? Not really, I guess it's something other than what I'm doing. I thought this was obedience. And as I've shared with you before, I walked personally in a deception similar to King Saul where he was so sure he was obeying what the prophet told him to do, and he didn't do the things he was told to do. But he said, I did obey. How then is the king still living when I told you to utterly destroy? Well, you know, that's different because we were gonna do, so he had a reasoning of what he referred to. The scripture says that I will, um, that you submit yourself to God, right, and, and present your body as a living sacrifice. Um, obedient to him which is your reasonable sacrifice, your reasonable thing to do but see he had what he called reasonable obedience oh. it makes sense to me yeah. what else you got what else do you need I'm obeying God as best I can but not according to as he said it because to do it the way he said it is to submit to his spirit to let it be done, the pattern established by God Everything else is a wreck, okay? So having said that, here it says, are you the same person around others as you are when you're alone? To a degree, okay? Maybe the hair is off or the shoes are off or this, that, the other. But basically, is is it the same person? Are you the same person, okay? Does it cost you too much to say something pleasant to the people in your life? or to be gracious to others, and that's what we were saying. Does it cost, really cost that much to say something kind instead of rude? Does it re- Is it really that expensive to not maybe tell people everything you think?
1: Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yes. These
0: are things that are the qualities of the king Because he only says what he intends to say. And he doesn't have a lot of just kiddings. None, actually. And most of just kiddings come after something that was hurtful. I was just kidding. I mean, you look like something the wind blew in and then blew back out. Just kidding. Which part of that was kidding? because now that the offense has shown up, we got an issue. (coughs) My unkindness caused somebody else to become offended and I don't understand why. They need to just get mature, grow up, you know. They should know me well enough to know I was just kidding. No, we know you well enough to know you're mean-spirited. Not kidding. Right? This is the stuff that I'm looking at and it was like, I don't want to carry this over into 2021. I don't want it anymore more in 2020. That was how it felt—not just not carry over, but not to it to be a house for it or a depository. Okay. Are you still stuck in that place where you gauge and assess and judge everyone or judge everything people do according to how it affects you? I'll just let that one stand. Those are actions and behaviors that you might want to examine if you want to add the value to your life that God has given you. I mean, it's there. I'm valued, I'm, I'm all these things. I am a living scroll in which God has blueprinted out every direction and every function and, and the style in which he wants to express himself through me. And the only thing that stops it from happening has been me still believing what he did not say, or still saying what he did not say, or still quoting everybody else as saying what he did not say instead of telling them what he did say, and telling myself what he said. It really just determines, have you ever seen your phone light up and somebody's name flashes and you think I don't wanna talk to that person? Sure, it's happened. Sometimes you are that person. You know, okay. and somebody's yeah. looking and your name pops up and they go, no, nah, I don't want to talk to them right now. I, I, you know, that's fine. It, it's okay. Because because sometimes it, it, it depends on either because you have something good to say that they determine is evil or you actually have something evil to say. You want to tell them all about stuff they don't want to talk about. I know people that it's like I have a very low tolerance for them, so I have to pray in tongues a lot before I'm willing to take the call so that I'm in the right frame where I'm not judging and criticizing. Oh, you see, they have. Oh, I can't stand them, I can't stand them. Because that doesn't promote the conversation that That's God right. wants to have. Right. It's not avoiding that person forever, but it's being in the right spirit so that I don't add, devalue, or con- contribute my own portion of devaluating one another and devaluating everybody else that they want to touch on. Some people who I know who want to talk about certain things, I'm thinking, nope we will not be having these conversations right now. Number one, I'm not getting into any fights with you. Number two, I don't want to hear what you have to say. I don't want to hear it. Because I can hear, it. I can actually hear them, you know, uh, because of uh, whatever, I've heard them. Sometimes in the spirit you can hear before the conversation starts, and it's like, don't do this right now.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's obeying it. Well, you know, they know I probably saw, I don't care what they know. And then sometimes people, well, you just avoiding my cause, right? Yep. <laughs> absolutely, I am. Why lie? Yeah. The frame of mind I was in at that moment was not good for uh, talking to you. I'm in a better frame of mind now. But yeah, absolutely, I avoided you just like you do me sometimes. Now it's all out there. Is there any offense in that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay? So what am I saying? I want to bring the best forward. I want to bring the best forward. I don't want to bring evil forward. I don't want to be a a repository, a depository. I don't want to be a vessel of evil. And I I choose not to make myself available for it, but it means that the power of the blood of Jesus, the word of God, the name, it's the word that will enter in and have its abiding place in me so that nothing else can live there. Negativity can only live in me because I don't have truth there. You see what I'm saying? In in all of these things, wherever it is that we lack, we're weak, we're this. It's because you're not walking in truth. It's just because you're not walking in truth. You're you're not honest to, uh, as, as I've heard it said, not honest to God, not honest with others, not honest with yourself. If I like being a certain way, and it's not going to promote health or truth, then I have to go and say, okay, if I like being in squalor, if I like these things, if I like certain parts of poverty, if I like certain parts of sickness or disease, then I better find out what it is that I believe, because it's not truth. But it's directing, it's working against my life. It's not working in my life, it's working against my life. As it works, tries to work through me. You understand? But Jesus came to destroy those works because they're of the devil, they're not of God. Pattern. Here's the pattern God said it. That's the standard. Everything else is below it. Get rid of what he did not say. He, using what he said. Using what he said. One truth, only one source for truth his word, God himself. That's the only source for truth. So they said this about me. I don't care what they said. God did not say it. Until you hear him read his word. That's one of the ways. Well, he's not talking to me. You're always, I, I'm not talking about audible voice. I'm talking about audible voice. Yes.
2: Yes. yes. That's the it is written voice. Is so we need to hear more.
0: Because you speak this and it becomes an audible voice of God we're going to look at acts chapter 10 and we're going to share something with you about a genuine encounter all right? so here he says i'd like and i said um, there's value to you the actions and behaviors that you might want to examine if you want to add the value to your life that god is giving you and do you understand what i'm saying there's value to you on every hand there's value to you. Are you walking in your value, or are you thinking the way the world does and using their standard to devalue who you're meant to be? Why does it devalue? Because it's so low. Because it's all based on flesh. Because it's all based on carnality. It's all based on mind, will, and emotions, and independence, and rebellion against God. It's always designed to have the bigger, stronger versus the weak. It's, it's the, whether you take the Darwinism type of theory, that the the strong survive, but the weak, you know, just tear them up in pieces and, and throw them away because this, this is the way that it needs to be. But God did not say that. The blood of Jesus is an equalizer. It gives the same value to everybody. But that whole oh, no, we're superior to this, that Nazism type of thinking or that communistic kind of thinking or that socialistic kind of thinking or Marxist type of thinking or any other devilish type of thinking because it's all demonic, earthly, sensual, devilish rooted in this earth or trying to be in some netherland away from the influence of the almighty God who you want to reduce to zero or deny his power or his existence to be able to say, no, we are our own gods. And and we do this, and we do that. It's like, dude, that is so guaranteed to fail. The founder of those things got catapulted out of heaven, ejected, thrown down, and he can't get back. If you want a God, do you want one that gives you life or a dead thing that you speak to? Because the Bible describes the almighty creator as the living God, which tells me he's the source of life. And everything else is not. Is not. Those thoughts, those processing ways of being do not promote life as God defines life, which is unlimited to this earthly realm that's how God describes life the life of God which moves into the realms breathes new things resuscitates resurrects changes things causes the true living joy zeal um, opportunities for growth and improvement and wealth this is how God describes life it's all him he breathes life into your nostrils. Everybody else tries to come up with a machine that they can push enough buttons and get enough lights and sounds going to possibly fake something, but only God gives it to. Do you understand? Because he gives of who he is, and that's who we are, of him, once we're born from above. Is everybody with me What I'm talking about here? Yes. These are apostolic foundations that will prepare us for what our apostle was saying. Um, he says, don't think the way the world does and don't use their standard because it devalues who you're meant to be. If you're not pretty because Hollywood doesn't think so, if you're not skinny enough, if you're not this enough, your lips aren't plump enough, your eyes aren't this enough, your hair ain't this enough, your money's not this enough, your your clothes aren't this, your car's not this, your house isn't this, your talent's not this, and this, that, and the other, and these are the standards, why go so low? Hallelujah,
2: that's right.
0: Why go so low? Well, you're not pretty according to Hollywood. I'm not trying to be. They're not pretty according to me. If that's what you're looking at, I don't want that. Maybe you forgot, you get a choice. Mm -hmm. Because some people have been, you've been so busy listening to what they've told you you fail at, you didn't realize that you had a choice not to be those things. You don't measure up, I don't step that low.
2: That's right.
0: It's not measuring up, it's stepping down. Coming from the kingdom perspective to the world perspective, seriously. what do you think of the standards for your beauty? Are you trying to get to a certain appearance or this, that, or the other because you've seen what it looks like on somebody else and therefore you think that what you are isn't good enough? That's a sin. It's called comparison. It's a sin. How do I know? Because God said don't be moved by what you see but be moved by what I say. Get the picture of what he has designed you to be and be that because you're the only one that can be. You, you. Who ever told you, and I don't know, maybe you're listening to me online, who told you that there was only one type of beauty? Who told you that if you don't look a certain way, you're less that? Who told you that you are not acceptable the way that you are? And why do they have more power over you than what God said? Okay? And then I said this. I'd like somebody, if you could, to respond to what I'm saying, or at least to think about it, or if you need me to, I'll clarify what I'm saying, because I have asked a series of questions. But I'm really only asking one question. I'm using different examples to make the point. The question I'm asking is, how are you going to answer Jesus when he asks you What did you do with the life that I gave you? My God,
2: my God, my God, my God, my God.
0: How are you going to respond to that? How many excuses do you still have on the list that prohibit you from obeying God? How many offenses does it take to keep you from obeying? How much unforgiveness does it take? Do you understand what I'm saying? This is is a personal reckoning. I'm sharing with you the hard questions I ask myself, because when this Lee departs the earth, I don't want a lot of faith uh, commentary. You don't speak ill of the dead. I, I ain't got nothing. I, I've been to, to those memorials where the person didn't do anything. They lived their entire life isolated, separate. I knew them once upon a time but by the time they had come to their death, I was struggling with something to say because in that particular place, knowing how their family was, I was not about to say, well I really have nothing left to say about the person because frankly in the last 10, 15 years of their life, they contributed absolutely nothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it was the truth. They did not do what God said. They never even found out what God said. They treated God like, well, I, you're convenient for me and I like you and so forth and so on, but I don't really want a lot of your influence in my life because right now my life is what it is. That wasn't the pattern for their lives. Did they go on to be with the Lord? That's really none of my business. My part was just realizing I'm gonna take the lesson from what I've learned there. And I, I'm not talking about, well, y'all better have good things to say about me. No, I better have, go, uh, God needs to be, is the one that wants to have good things to say about me. What people say about you is what people, is based on their assessments, how you affected them and how they felt about you or did not like you. But what God has to say is based upon what he's already said. That's right. Check that off. Check that off. Check that off. They obeyed me in this. They spoke this. They were kind. On their tongues was the law of kindness. They deferred one to another. They did they sought first the kingdom of God and my righteousness and they allowed me to add things to them. They walked softly before me. They turned away wrath. They spoke, you know, they they listened to me and hearkened diligently to my voice and to my word. They seeded, they gave, they harvested, they released, they, they prayed and they fasted or they did the things according to their calling and election. That's the assessment you're looking for. I didn't know people were going to be moving to heaven today. This was what the Holy Spirit had in, in heart prior to that. I didn't know any of this, all right? So this is not spur of the moment, let's just pull it. This is what was on his agenda all along. Live responsibly according to the kingdom. You know what? If you've got every statistic of the C-19 this and the this and the this and the this and you can tell me every conspiracy of the demonic realm and you can tell me this and you can tell me this, but you can't tell me what the word of God says in response to that, you are carrying the wrong message. He did not call us to speak and spout demonic drivel. He called us to release into the earth the healing power, the release of truth. These things, man made, according to Isaiah 54, 17, no weapons formed against you shall prosper. These things are weapons formed against you. How do they prosper when you speak it?
2: That's
0: right. It's a weapon, it's a thief coming to steal. Are you are we releasing what he says that the thief which has come to steal and to kill and destroy but Jesus has come that I may have life and have it more abundantly. I release my abundant life into every place where this thief and I identify this is a thief. He must repay. You stole my election you got to give it back. Because you're a thief. And you have to give it back. People go, well, that's that's a little bold. No, it's truth. God said it. God said it. God said it. Well, you know, you say what God says, but sometimes don't look like God's really backing it up. You look all alone out there. You know, you stand there and you speak these things, and here you are standing strong, and you speak something like that, and you find everybody else is backed up a step, and there you are. Well, we're just positioning ourselves.
1: That's
2: right.
0: Be on the front line, and we're flanking. Yes,
1: flanking.
0: Because we didn't get this far to quit. When the, gold, when the goods are about to show up and you're gonna quit now? Right. I don't think so.
2: send no bad
0: No, don't, don't send it. We'll quash that too, but, but no, if you do, we will pray for you. If you call us and threaten us, we will pray for you. And our prayers will find you. I promise you. I'm Dr. Baker's daughter.
1: <laughs>
0: the bible talks about Behold their threats lord acts chapter two let's go there and then we'll go or four is it four and then we'll go to the other place you see because it's like oh they're threatening us they're telling us that if we keep speaking this jesus if we keep saying these things they're going to they're take us out. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. But, but they said no. Peter and John in verse 19, when they told them, verse 18, they called them and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Yeshua. Verse 19, this is Acts chapter 4. But Peter and John answered and they said, look, whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. You think it's better to hear you than to hear God? That's, that's your opinion. Okay? You judge that but we can't help but declare what we've seen and heard. You're not gonna shut this down. When they had further threatened them, see, they were threatening them, I'm telling you, I'm the government, we're in charge, we're letting you know, this is what you believe, this is what you think, this is how you act. And if you don't, yeah, if we don't, we'll take away your tax exemption. Well, okay. <laughs> you take it, you have it. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. So when they further threaten them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them. You know, what you got? Because of the people. For all glorified God for what He was done. For the man on whom this miracle of healing was performed was over 40 years old. So in being released, they went to their own people and they reported back. So now they've gone to the church group and they told them, or the prayer meeting, and they told them what the chief priests and elders had said to them. Now, when, in, in the prayer meeting, this is how you know it was a prayer meeting, and a praise meeting, because they didn't keep talking about it. Oh, we're threatened. Oh, they're going to come. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, I think it's better. My husband's not going to let me come back here. Oh, you people got me in trouble. I didn't come in here for this. Oh, no. Oh, oh. None of that was there. It says, when they heard this, they said, they said what? And then they lifted up their voices in unity to God. And they prayed, Lord, you are God who has made the heaven and the earth. Okay, let's just put it in motion. You know all these things they're threatening us with? You're the one that made them. You're the one that we need to talk to because you're the one that created the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. And who by the mouth of your servant David has said, why did the nations rage and the people devise vain things? What did they pray? What he said. what he said. Let's bring this word back to him. Now, you said this, and then you said the kings of the earth came and the rulers were assembled together against you and against this Messiah. How crazy is that? The little soldiers, the little soldiers have all decided to to, to rally together to come against the creator. We're going to take him down. We're going to get Jesus and we're going to take Father God. We're going to take that, we taking God down. We're going to put him out the street, out the, out the church. We're going to put him, because they tried to put him out the church too. We're going to put him out the schools. We're going to put him out of our government. That's it. We know what we're doing. We will shut him down completely. How? How did you shut him down? <laughs> we locked him out of our legislature. Did you now? Yes. And so what did he do? When you shut him down. When you turned off all his channels. When you la 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 every time he spoke. What did God do? Did he melt?
1: <laughs> Is he sitting
0: on a bench in a prison? Locked up? Is Jesus wearing shackles? Mm-hmm. My God, my God. And what, and, 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 and what happened to the angels? Well, he's locked up. I guess we just sit here, too. He got no more power. He's doomed. Man, if I had the chance, I think we should have just fell with, with Lucifer. That's not the conversation that's going on at all. That's not the pattern for victory or overcoming I just tell you if you're one of them little soldiers backing up and bucking up against God, you're on the wrong side. Yeah, Isn't right. it <laughs> scripture? Talks about when somebody tried to do that against Moses? And the earth swallowed up, opened up.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: now, those of you that are from San Francisco, you know that happens. It's called sinkholes. <laughs> I don't know. Seems kind of you didn't think this all the way through. It's like being with somebody when the plan is doomed and you know it. It's like, I don't think we thought this through. Yeah. We have just tunneled and tunneled against a wall, a cement wall. And we, there is nothing under this. It's all the way, we, oh, we didn't think this through. Or you tunnel all the way to a pit a, a of snakes or the guard dog. We tunnel, we tunnel, we gonna get in here, we gonna get in here, and you tunneled underground and you found it and you open it up and where are you, in where the dog sleeps. <laughs> and the guard dog turns around and goes, God is good, he answered my prayer. <laughs> I was wanting something to gnaw on and here you are. Thank you Jesus, right? That was an old joke, man meets a bear, right? In the, in the, in the forest or something and the bear is very vicious. And the, and the man said, oh, dear God, please give this bear the ability to speak, you know, understand, so that I can speak to him. And so the bear said, for this food that we are about to receive, graciously <laughs> receive, we thank you.
1: <laughs>
0: they don't think like you do. If you don't take your authority, <laughs> I guess you'll be lunch, I don't know, no. okay? So what are you gonna answer? It's like, don't be offended. How many excuses do you still have on the list that prohibit you? from obeying God and how many of those excuses are things like being offended by other people or being too broke or too sick or being limited because of the mask or the requirements that are unlawfully put upon you what are you going to answer that's really our question to answer well I isolated myself I stayed in unforgiveness I did this I did this No, nope. <laughs> that is not what we're going to say that's not what we're going to say we're going to say oh Lord you know and we're gonna hear what he says and we're gonna say what he says and we're gonna do what he says because that's what we were made for. That's your victorious good news statement, you see. This is what you were made for, okay? There's more. So, I said in the time that you have left and you don't know just how much time that is, who are you gonna follow completely? So that was basically what we talked about. Now over here in Acts chapter four, again they ask these questions and then they go on about Herod and Pontius Pilate and so forth but they said in verse uh, 27 uh, 28 they have those who have assembled against them to do what your hand and your counsel had foreordained to be done now Lord look on their threats and grant that your servants may speak your word with great boldness why is that important because His words have power. It is not quoting the Bible, just to quote the Bible. That isn't going to do anybody any good, okay? They said, speak your words with great boldness. Let's look at that for a minute, okay? We want to say what you have given us to say. Because that's really what they're, they're... We want to say what you have given us to say. So that word boldness, which they're using, it means assurance, confidence, (laughs) speaking it plainly, not concealing, not being ambiguous. We want this to be a very clear sound. This is what the word of the Lord is. You threatened, but God writes about that. Isn't that interesting? All these things that people are doing, God has already written about that and told us this is what they will do. But at the end of it, he said, but this is what I say, and this is what I do. That's why it's like, you doubt his existence, but isn't it interesting that you doubt the existence of one that foretells yours? You're saying precisely what he said you would say. Are you getting this? This is what he... Wow. God said you were going to say that. God said you were going to do that. You know the God you don't believe in? He told me that you were going to do that. But then he told me what he was going to do. Okay. He said some... Anoint us to be able to do what your hand in your council, what your hand in your council had foreordained to be done. Lord, look on their threats. You see what they're saying, right? You see all the threats. You see all this, yeah? Okay. Grant your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Let us release the words of the kingdom, release the true pattern into the atmosphere in the face of what they say should be. We stick to the plan what he said okay you do this grant us this ability by stretching out your hand to heal because they're sick and that signs and wonders may be formed be performed in the name of your holy son yeshua now what happened holy spirit encounter when they had prayed the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the holy spirit and spoke the word of god with boldness his response to their dilemma was to shake it up Fill them with a the spirit and tell them to keep saying what I said.
2: Hallelujah.
0: That's the pattern of victory on overcoming. And let's, in my last little bit here, let's go over to Acts chapter 10. I read this the other day. Yesterday, actually. When I woke up. Um, <laughs> This was the scripture that, uh, that was rolling around in me. Um, on Wednesday, we talked about the folly of leaders that follow the wrong pattern. And it's in the business world or the life model because the word pattern, one of the translations of it is model. That's right. A business model. You've heard of those. A um, success model. And then they advertise all the time, come and listen to the greatest minds. You know, pick the great minds in, in the in the industries, the various industries, business and, and art, entertainment and so. On. These are the greatest minds. No, they're carnal minds. The greatest mind is the mind of Christ. Yes. There is no other. Why they have a great mind. I, I was once regarded as an intellectual, but I really was too lazy to be an intellectual. I just knew a lot of stuff. And I could speak on different things because I was interested in learning about different things, but I wasn't a master of anything. I don't know everything there is to no know about anything. Nothing. I got a lot of topical kind of conversations I can have and some of my eyes will glaze over. But, you know, but then I, I find that common interest. I even learned how to like algebra once I learned it was relationships. Because I learned about myself that I'm always looking for relationships. Relationships to money, relationships to people, relationships to, my relationships to God in those things. My relationship to God as pertains to money. My relationship with God, see there's the thing. I have, either you can have, the world has relationships with these things or you have a relationship with God about those things. That's it. In everything he wants to be a part. My relationship with God, in terms of my relationship with you all. My relationship with God in terms of how I regard money. I've held it in contempt and so forth and so on. My relationship with God in terms of how I felt about poverty, I kind of liked it. Really? No, but I didn't do anything about it. That's it, so it. So I liked it. That's, you know, I've been in those relationships. They're not good. They don't take you where you want to go. I had a deep, passionate thing for Coconut maple cinnamon rolls. It was a thing I made up, and the guy at the at the donut shop I went to, he made those for me specially, and all of a sudden everybody else started buying them. So I caused that man to have a lot of he earned a whole lot of extra money making these little decadent donuts. Right? Loved them, but they didn't love me.
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they love you. <laughs> they stuck. Well, they
0: they they nice. kind of glom around my hips and 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 lips and stuff, but they didn't love me because it started slowing me down. My energy wasn't there and I'm harder to breathe and you know all these other kind of things. Me and Sugar, we got a thing not going on, okay? So, but it was a whole, you know, you love all these things that do not love you back. When I do a women's only kind of conversation, there's another place I go with that, but we won't do that here, but you just caught it just like that, okay. So, here's the thing. Why are you loving? That you're supposed to have authority over. Yeah. And giving it the control. I'm just addicted to sugar. No, you're not. That's a deception. You're really not addicted to sugar. You've just never taken exerted authority over it. That's right. Well, we just always fat in our family. That's only because y'all don't exercise. Hello. And because of the stuff you eat. You're not always <laughs> fat. You just it's just easy to be fat because you don't have to do nothing. No, you don't understand it's a medical condition, but you won't create it that way. You can speak truth to that and change it. Well, you're just not going to let us get away with anything. I'm not going to let the devil get away with anything. You do whatever you want to do. But I'm not going to agree with you that Satan has greater authority in your life or that Satan's power is greater than God's. Now, he may have greater authority in your life than God does, but his power is not greater. That's the conversation I've had with me. Now, you say that this is this and this is this, but God doesn't say that. So why are you saying it? Because I don't want to change. Right. That's precisely it. Now, we found out you don't want to change, but do you want to follow God? Yes. Then you must change. That's
2: right. Woo!
0: Hallelujah. That's the Mm self-talk. I'm more comfortable being this way. Well, then you're going to have to start getting comfortable with not being comfortable this way. There's a lot of stuff. It's like pushing. Kingdom means I'm not comfortable. I don't get to settle someplace. I don't have a place just to lay my head and to rest forever. I got to keep moving. I have to keep because my God does. And Lord knows you want God to keep moving. Oh, Oh, he's stagnant about my money. God, come on. No delay, no delay, no delay. He's like, on delay, as Christina would say, on delay, on delay. (laughs) (laughs) On delay, on delay, on delay. No more delay, on delay. See what I mean? So here in Acts chapter 10, it says, verse 1, that there was a man in Caesarea called Cornelius, who was a centurion of the band called the Italians. He was devout and one that feared God with all his house. And he gave much alms to the people, and he prayed to God always. And he saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying to him, Cornelius. Now, there it is. Call me by name. It's an angel of God. And even you know what I find interesting is when they talk about angel encounters in the Word of God, these people are praying or they're in, in certain something. But they're always connecting themselves back to God. Galatians, I think it is number chapter 1, 8, I believe it is. It says, listen, if me, and, if us, an angel, anybody comes and tells you something other than God said, they're cursed. They're cursed. Mm-hmm. If we say anything that God did not say and tell you that that's the truth, we're wrong. It's really that simple. If God did not say it and we say it so, we're wrong. I'm not telling you that a lie won't manifest for you because it's looking for the opportunity, but I'm saying that speak the truth because the truth is what we are called to bring into to allow the truth to be seen. That's what manifestation is. The truth is seen. Yes. Okay? So he saw this angel and he looked and he was afraid. And he said, what is it, Lord? And the angel <laughs> said to him, your prayers and your alms are come up for a memorial before God. This is the third instance where that word memorial is used in the Bible um, in, the, in that uh, New Testament. The other two I mentioned earlier. But he said, your prayers and your alms. So you're giving and you're praying. You're praying and you're giving. The pattern of your prayers and your giving, of you putting your money into those places where the heart of God is. That's what his alms were. I'm taking care of those that God wants taken care of. And he wasn't a Jew. Nevertheless, I'm looking at this, he says, and I see. Tell this man that it has come up as a memorial before God. What does that mean? That it has come up as a memory, a preserving, a reminder to God. A record of your actions has come to God's attention. And we've reached the day. He always had intention to respond. And the angel is there basically to say, today is the day that what God has had stored up for you gets released. We've come to that day in your time. That's where we are in this era where we are right now. We've come to those days. I was sharing with my prayer team last night. I woke up yesterday and after I'd read this scripture, I looked in the mirror and I was doing my usual brushing of my teeth and stuff. And all of a sudden, some things that I have thought were not only impossible, but months, 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 months down the road, all of a sudden are doable. Suddenly I see, yes, this is so, this is so, this is so, And I see it as possible, what I had thought of and hoped to be, but it was down the road. You know, six months maybe, uh, we'll start to get ready for it. Maybe by the end of the year, I'll start seeing the culmination of things that I have hoped for. But it's not like that anymore. I woke up and I thought, and I made pronouncements. This is what will take place in this time. This is what will be in this time, and this is what will be in this time. And it wasn't, you know, in about three months, if I just starve myself to death, I'll be this, or if this, it, it wasn't, in fact, it had nothing whatsoever to do with me. I spoke what God had said. It had risen up, this is the time. Now you declare, now you decree that which I've spoken and this is the season in which you shall see, it 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 has all these prayers, all this time, all this sowing all this weeping, all this da 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 has come up as a memorial before God and you are prophesying to um, speaking into the earth the release of that which God said, you've come into it this is the moment this is it oh, it's written here now is the time this is a time for those who are prepared what is he saying? you got there oh, you don't look like it. <laughs> According to the natural, I don't believe what you see. You're not the gauge of when it's time. I am. Oh, yeah. And oh, so when oh, it came yeah. out of my mouth, I knew it was me, but it wasn't me. And I said, it's doable. Yeah. Thank you, That's it. This is it. This is it. So what? something clicked in my thinking. Well, well well, well, well,
1: <laughs>
0: hey, 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 <laughs> this is good. And then good stuff started happening. Minister Jury called and, and it, uh, on the well, I had been thinking about um, Elder Curtis and stuff and I went out and my phone oh, rang, yeah. my phone rang and it was, his name popped up and I went, what? And I answered but nobody was there, nobody was there. Hello, 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 hello. hello? Nothing. So I hung up, and a few minutes later, I'm on my phone looking at text. I didn't call him back, and the reason I did not call him back is because they had asked us not to. Okay, so you comply. I was like, "Oh, let's talk to him." Okay, checking my text to see maybe I got a voicemail, and my phone, which the ringer is not on, and I see Dirty Foster. Like, Dirty Foster is calling me. Okay, so I answer the phone. He says, hello, I want to put you on a call with Dr. Baker and and Curtis Northern and meet myself. It's like, that works for me. And I got to hear a voice I've been wanting to hear for a very long time. This was on the first day of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: yes, yes.
0: Later in that day, my brother gives me the testimony about what had transpired with him in the car and how when the car was hit and it went on. and He didn't know what was going on, but he felt like he was in a cloud. But he went down the street a little ways, I think he said or something. But he, the collision didn't stop when he got hit. He, it moved to another site, right? And when I saw the pictures of the car, I gave praise to God because my brother is sitting right there on the Yes. Right, yes. Right
2: Hallelujah.
1: Yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes.
0: And they told him that car. Okay. So you see, and then my mom, you know, I'm, I'm listening to things that she's saying, and then we had the opportunity to pray for different people, and, and I'm going to do that in my last few minutes here too, but all of these different things were transpiring. Now's the time. Now's the time. Not to make just any plans, but to plan on what God has planned.
2: Can I have a half a second? Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to come up there.
0: I don't mind if you come up there. That, that's
2: all right. I'll stay longer when I'm up there. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay, let me tell you what happened with this Curtis thing. Curtis called, he called me. I did the same thing. hello, 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 hello. Hello, hello, you know. And then I tried to call him back, the phone was busy. Happened again. I said hello all of those times. And then I tried to call him back again. Minister Dury, well, Minister Dury called me and he says, Curtis is trying to get a hold of you. And I said, well he called twice and I called him back twice but the line was busy. So I, ca- I said, okay, I'm gonna call right now. So I called again, line busy. I called Dury back and I said, uh, I can't get it. The line's good. He said, hold on. Now, now listen to this. Normally when you call somebody, I mean when I call somebody, or whatever, and somebody calls me, I can't 3 or more or any of that kind of stuff. It just doesn't work for me. It hasn't worked yet. So I call him back. He gets Curtis on the line. And then I didn't even know that he had gone away. He got Pastor Seen on the line. There was four of us on the line we got to pray for him, but at the end, no, I mean, really pray, but at the end, I said, now you pray. And Minister Dury had given him a prayer to pray every day. But here it was that what had happened, he was saying, I said, well, you will not pray. Even if you don't, you won't pray a prayer that he gave you to pray.
0: And that was... Um, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The
2: glory of the Lord the is my strength. The, the joy of the Lord is my strength. strength. And I said, okay, go ahead and do it again. You're going to do it five times. And so he only did it four times. I said, okay, five times. And I passed of that's four. Okay, my counting is short. See? She likes numbers. I, I do too. Anyway, so here it is. He prayed. Because he had to open his mouth and he had to start to speak but the joy of the Lord in his strength. And God gave an opportunity, and we then we started to pray again. And I mean, it was a real, we were on the phone at least a half an hour. So it was an actual prayer group with him being part of the prayer. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes, thank you, Lord. Yes, yes. Woo.
0: All right. The last, yes, he did. He sounded very strong. He was very definite in his pronunciation. Why that blessed me? Because on the first day of the year, I knew he had determined I will live. So for some of us, it's a decision. And it means within that decision, heaven takes it as you are also agreeing to come into conformity to what you must do. That's right. That's what this is. It's not, well, I said it, and now I'm just going to try to figure No, no, no. Because... That confession was heard from the place of have already done. I, 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 I can't get into all of that right now, but just understand what I'm saying. He who knows what you're going to do knows when you and I have hit the point where we have determined my obedience is now the way that I live. And when I'm, if I flub up something, I seek my way back to obedience. I don't stay in the squalor of sin anymore. There's a moment when you speak that, that ring of authenticity is heard in the spirit. I shared about how many times, every time I saw my mother, I prayed this prayer, I prayed this prayer, I prayed this prayer, dear Jesus come into my life, or whatever we prayed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prayed it every time I saw her, every holiday, every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, and if I came up from Southern California for what we called Easter, then you know, pray the prayer. It was all the time. But it was on that January 31st, in my apartment, when I prayed the prayer, that heaven heard it as a ring of authenticity. And my life never went back. Because see, I meant it, and I knew that I did. That's what happened here. Cornelius, this has come up as a memorial, and he goes through and they send to Joppa for Peter, who in the meantime is having a vision on the rooftop while he's waiting for um, lunch to be made. Uh, to to see the, the sheep come down and the animals hear Peter kill and eat no God I don't touch anything unclean and then as he's pondering and this is the verse I wanted to look at it says in Acts chapter 10 um, on that vision that it said in verse 17 it says now while Peter doubted in himself what this was all about and uh, what this vision which he had seen should mean behold the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. And I looked at that word doubted, I was like, he doubted a vision, okay. Well, the word says that he was thoroughly nonplussed, he didn't get it, he wasn't doubting that it happened, he was working through all of the thought patterns, he was at a loss, it's like, okay, I don't, I don't know what to believe, because I don't know what this is about. And while he was within himself, it means he was not yet speaking to God about it. He doubted in himself, do you understand? He doubted in himself. Well, I don't even know how I could do that, what this is about. And he was having a talk with himself. He wasn't talking to the Spirit of God. That's why he didn't get any answers. And in the door, they say, oh, these guys are here, da-da-da, so he brings his contingent. See, with him and they go, um, and they go to Cornelius and when Cornelius fell before him, Peter said, uh-uh, no. Um, you get up, stand up, because I myself am also a man, that's verse 26 and then according to this tells him the story and Peter is listening to this, now he's starting to hear the Holy Spirit, now he's starting to hear the answer to because I'm in a Gentile's home I'm in a place I'm not even supposed to be, I'm I'm in a place this isn't even according to the system this is not legal and he's having to make some decisions about which kingdom he's going to be in He's also got witnesses, because he's like, this ain't going to go well. When I go back to the dudes, and they're like, you, went, you did what? You know, how many times ceremony do you? We wanna, do we fall back on old religion? But we're supposed to now be apostles in the kingdom. This is an apostle that is having to make the decision, we're gonna to have to change the foundation on which we believe. We can't be, we can be Jews and apostles, but we cannot be the old school way of religion if we're gonna be kingdom. This is where he, his decision point is right here. And so he's listening and then he opened his mouth and he says, well, you know what? Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. This is his revelation of that vision. What he said earlier, take and kill and eat. No, Lord, I don't do what I call clean, you don't call unclean. Okay? Now he's responding. You know what? Now the revelation is coming out of him. I perceive, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Don't call unclean what I call clean. God is not a respecter of persons. And it starts to parallel. He's starting to get the understanding for something he did not understand. But in every nation, he that fears him and works righteousness is accepted with him. God is not a respecter of persons. He's still saying, God is not God is not a respecter of persons. God is not a respecter of persons. Every nation of he that fears him and works righteousness is accepted with him. This is a new concept to everything that I have believed and even thought and walked in with Yeshua. Because I know how he, he ministered when the, when the Gentiles that came, they got a few crumbs. But this is different. This is them being invited to the table. And so he says, the word which he sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word, you know which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism. He, I know you know all this. You've heard the history. You've heard the stories. you heard what happened to Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good, doing the will of the king is what he's saying, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with them. So what does God count as good, healing, The sick healing all who were uh, oppressed of the devil with God for God was with him and we are witnesses of all things uh, which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem whom they slew and hung on a tree him God raised up on the third day. I'm going to run out of time, so let me just get this quick. So not, not to all the people, but unto witnesses. Jesus raised, when he was raised up on the third day, he wasn't seen by everybody, but to those who had walked with him, who ate and drank with him before he rose from the dead. And he commanded us. Now he's stepping into that apostolic. He commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained of God, the judge of the quick and the dead. In other words, he just switched. From religion into righteousness.
2: Hallelujah!
0: He did. He really did. In an area of bigotry, spiritual, religious bigotry, he just came out of it. Now he's still going to learn some things. And he said to give him all the prophets. Now this thing's given him that he well, he didn't have here to give him all the prophets' witness. That through his name, whosoever, whosoever, and this is when the gospel came to the Gentiles, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of their sins. Now while he spake those words, and this is where the Holy Ghost encounter came, the Holy Ghost fell on those who had heard the word. It's like I read a commentary, and it was funny. He said the Holy Spirit just said, okay, you've said enough. I'll take over. I'll take it from here. And if you read through it, it is a Holy Spirit encounter. Which we'll pick up on on Wednesday. And in my last few minutes and I'll try to stay right at 11:30, but I want to release this word. Apostle Baker, if you would stand up, please. And Minister Duria, I need you to stand with her. And the rest of you stand too. You are our apostle, and we have received you as such. I do know that you are praying for every single day. And I do know that in many other prayer calls, we also pray for the apostles that you are connected to. We are. It, it, it does sadden us that a very special friend of yours left the earth today. But we would be remiss in not saying to you, we thank God that you are here. We would also say to you, and I know I'm speaking on behalf, I'm responding to a text message as well. Thank you. Um, We will speak the words, not only toward you and about you to God, but within our own lives to stay in the unity of obedience to keep you here and to stay here ourselves. We trust God with your life. And for as many as can agree, we step into, out of all other compromise, and into that place where we will examine ourselves and allow the word of God and the pattern that was released through you as you teach to cause us to conform in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and to allow ourselves to be the lively stones that we have been called to be. We release through you and, and because of you and your relationship with Apostle Eddie Mieste. We release the truth of God into him and to every other Apostle Cook, Apostle Hall, Apostle Maritoni, and every other one, and prophet Andrew, and all of the rest. We release the truth of the gospel and the standing of the standard of health and wholeness that the spirit of the living God has said is yours. We call upon the testimony of those that have overcome every sickness and disease, and we say that even if these attacks are uncommon in this season, that the word of God is not common, that the word of God is still true. The truth of God speaks concerning your bodies, and we choose to pray for them as we pray for you. You shall live and not die you shall fulfill the calling and fulfill the number of your days. The power of the blood of Jesus, the truth of the word of God, and the faith in God that raises up any that have been down. We speak that to you all. We say that the particles, the DNA, the blood, every fiber of Apostle Maestas' body right now in the name of Jesus we call a reckoning that the truth stands against every sickness, disease, and demonic oppression. We say in accordance with what the word of God is, that the same way Jesus was sent and he went about doing good and healing all those that were sick and oppressed of the devil, that this oppression must lift off of that apostle and cannot land upon you or any other. We speak that protection as part of the body of Christ and we also release it over Apostle Jones and Apostle Williams and any others that you in your heart are carrying that God has begun a good work in you all and this joining and what he has begun shall not be put asunder and not a single devil will be able to disrupt what he, God, will bring to completion. We bless you with love and a truth and a desire to follow after you as you follow him and we pray for you so that you will always hear what he says and that you will speak as the oracles of God and do the will of God we rebuke the spirit of fear we rebuke the spirit of death and we say to yes, them yes, in the name of Jesus our rebuke is not of our yes, own but as the anger yes, we said yes, the Lord yes, rebuke yes, you according yes, to the truth of his word yes, we yes, decree yes, it, we declare it and we receive it as ours yes, in the name of Jesus, yes, keeping yes, yes, and I want it to be
1: yes.
0: so thank you for joining us um, I went over two minutes but in 13 minutes, come on back uh, uh, Apostle Baker will be here and before her, the forerunner our own minister, Dury Foster, thank you so much for joining us, we'll see you again alright